My psychic senses are telling me that you are spiritually curious. I'm just kidding. If you found your way here, most likely <laughs> you are interested or curious about energy, the secrets of the universe, the magic of the unseen. There is a lot of conflicting information out there about how to tune into energy beings properly, how to build your intuition, how to cleanse things, yada, yada, yada. I know how overwhelming it can be, so I created a one-stop shop for all of your spiritually curious, psychic expansive self-care needs where you can build your own spiritual practice with guidance, tools, and a safe place to explore your curiosities and connect to your intuition. There's a ton of crash courses covering topics ranging from meeting your spirit guides to trans-channeling to manifesting. You get distance Reiki healings for a wide range of needs, such as moving through discomfort or support stepping into a new chapter or even help calling in creativity. Subscribers get 15% off all full-price services, a monthly group Zoom hangout where the weird is our normal. There are exclusive channeling videos, expansive conversations, guided meditations, movement meditations, weekly reflections, intuitive practices, this podcast, ad-free and as a video, and so much more. New content is uploaded every week, so there's constantly new stuff for you to learn from, digest, and various practices to keep you grounded in your body. And all of this, might I add is only $7 per month. So if you're ready to align to your best self and show up as your inner being, a priceless investment in yourself, you can head over to channelwithamber.com slash subscribe to give it a peek. I'll see you over there. Hello friends, welcome back to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. Today is gonna be a word vomit day. I am waiting for a gig to start, but they're having technical difficulties, so we were told to wait in the car, and I feel like I need to chat about something, so here we are. <laughs> here we go. I just did a crash course for my subscription that has to do with tapping into your future self. And it's interesting. There's a difference between training somebody spiritually and doing these like general crash courses because there are obviously so many ways to tap into something. Uh, and, you know, it can change depending on the person. So I've been trying to explore more neutral or like general ways or general techniques, I guess, to tap into things to kind of encompass all levels and all, like, natural ways of tapping in, like, all the senses and stuff like that. But this was definitely, the approach I had was definitely different than the one that I usually, like, personally use, just because the way that I tap in is very, like, direct and immediate. Whereas this was more of like a meditative practice. And because it was kind of, I guess, newer in a sense or not necessarily my norm, I received some very inf interesting information in tapping where the future version of myself that I tuned into like at first was not resonating and was like this very anxious, stressed out version of me that felt very much like almost... Par not paralyzed, uh, imprisoned by anxiety. 
So, and I expressed this in the crash course, you can, you know, there's, the future isn't set, there are different versions of reality to tune into, so I then adjusted it to the most optimal version of me to see what that was like. And I've done this kind of exercise before, but for some reason today, like, the most aligned version of me still didn't fully feel like it was in alignment. It, something felt false about all of it. And in the conversation with Rashad, we talk about, or I spoke about how, for some reason, I've been having a hard time tuning into the collective, like, way in the future, like, thousands of years from now. Uh, and it's been bothering me. And, you know, he made the point that, well, it's probably because, you know, there's so much change going on that it's not really certain. So you're just going to receive, like, these little, like, insights, you know, which I get. But that hasn't stopped me before, so why is it stopping me now? And I realized when I was tuning into myself that I was being given an answer because I was searching for one, but the answers I were I was given were false. Like it it felt like a facade. It felt empty. It wasn't actually giving me information. And so then I started thinking, it's like, well then wait a second. Based off of the patterns of the past few months, am I going to have to go through another death? Like, is this current version of me going to die again so I can't see the future because there literally is no future for this, this current Amber, you know? And then I got into my car and the damn windshield is cracked somehow. Like, half of the windshield is cracked. And I tried not to let it frustrate me because something felt very purposeful about it, but it almost felt like, I don't know, I've said before that I feel very connected to my car and like if something's going wrong in me, then sometimes something can go wrong in the car. So it almost felt like reminiscent of me like cracking my like, I don't know, there's like a crack in my consciousness, like it's getting ready to burst out. And I've been feeling that lately, obviously, as I've talked about in the episode, well, the conversation with Rashad and stuff like that. Um, So as I was driving to this gig, I was like, okay, I'm just ready to fucking die. I don't mean that. Well, in the sense of like, I'm just ready. I'm ready for this shift to happen. Like, I feel like I need a breakthrough and I'm tired of waiting for it. But rather than like, I I can't just like get too caught into the physical of it and be like, okay, go. I need to just settle and accept and allow. Allowing is the key. So I was like, okay, I allow a death. And then I started seeing all of these. It almost felt like my life was flashing before my eyes, but just like memories from since my last death you know so just for the last like month or whatever however I don't know how long it's been um I was just like kind of sitting through it and was like okay so I'm just having like this like short life review all right let's keep going um and now that I'm at my gig you know I was started thinking about like I'm in this gig is at some celebrity's house in Beverly Hills and the houses here are gorgeous. <laughs> and it, and it's just like looking at all of them, it's like, okay, I want a house that looks like art. 
Like, my life, I want it to be like art. And I started thinking about my decisions now and how I get so imprisoned by what I feel I should be doing, by my commitments, rather than just, like, I don't know, I guess solely doing what I should be doing or what my soul wants to be doing. And I need to stop doing that. I feel like that's a big, the biggest key there. And I think my point of this conversation or the reason I wanted to record real quick is because I want to discuss the idea of these strange like soul fillers. I don't know what you call it. The soul that is, or the part of my consciousness that is present right now is a very in transition. It only has a certain capacity because it's not supposed to be here for very long. So I feel like that feeds into why I've been feeling anxious lately because it can only handle so much before it kind of implodes, you know, or before it's supposed to die. This part of my consciousness that is present right now almost feels like it's made out of foam or something like that. Like it just, something about it doesn't feel very deep, which makes sense because I feel like I haven't been able to really settle in relationships lately. But there's a shift that happened about a week ago uh, where I have been feeling a lot more grounded and centered. Like, I feel like I'm finally coming back to, but it's almost like there's this handing off period between this, like, foam soul and, like, this new part of my consciousness where they're both kind of inhabiting my body at once, which is why I'm feeling so much duality in terms of like feeling strong but also feeling anxious and stressed and not strong you know what I'm saying like it's weird like feeling powerful and not powerful at the same time I'm just gonna do some stream of consciousness right now in terms of these foam souls uh, just to see what happens the concept of a transitional soul or a temporary soul is one that is fairly new to humanity, or to this type of humanity. We are starting to awaken on various levels, and things are progressing faster than they ever have before. So naturally, there's going to be some sort of imbalance that happens as certain parts of you progress quicker than other parts. This doesn't apply to everybody, but for some people. So these foam souls, or these transitional souls, essentially act as extra support to ensure that there is not an imbalance. They're, they almost act like, like training bras or something. <laughs> just, or I guess training wheels is <laughs> better. Uh, but just to like help support parts of us that are still developing. Not everybody needs them and not everybody will experience them. But for those that do, they can be applied to many things. Physically, they can help uh, ease some sort of like physical pain or um, imbalance. 
energetically they can help temporarily with healing or parts of our psychology that are having a hard time like adopting new ideas or new concepts they're essentially just like there as the rest of us develop so then all of those parts of us can then help raise that part they can help with mind processing like just with efficiency it just kind of depends where the imbalance is now for me personally this transitional soul or this this foam energy has been covering some leftover wounds in terms of abandonment and anxiety it's been kind of putting a band-aid on them so that I'm able to take action necessary without getting held back by them but then now that it's kind of now that my confidence has grown those bits are not very important anymore the foam is not important anymore rather so now it's kind of like I'm feeling like there's some sort of energy missing or there's new energy flow happening, which is feeling very uncomfortable. But it's it's causing me to then address the areas that do feel kind of off so then I could adjust them. Uh, the issue with this foam is they really emphasize the things that are out of alignment because those are the areas that need the most attention from us, which obviously isn't an enjoyable experience. I think I'm getting this feeling of, like, my life. It's kind of like the same way when you have a loose tooth and your tooth's about to fall out and it feels like it's just connected by one string, you know? That's kind of how I've, I'm feeling my life like. And I've been talking about this for so long that I feel like a broken record and I think it's making me self-conscious uh, because I feel like I keep running in circles. But it's like the... It's so irritating (laughs) and I'm tired of feeling like I'm on the string, but it, I feel like it's the same idea with enlightenment that I spoke about, or I will speak about in the podcast episode with Michael is enlightenment comes when we realize we've been enlightened the whole time. And I feel like it's kind of like this string will leave once I let it go and realize that I'm the one that's keeping it there this foam transitional thing is here because I feel like I need extra support. Your soul and your consciousness are all kind of combined, you know what I'm saying? Once I realize that I am whole and I am everything and I am in control, none of it is necessary and I can move forward. There is an ET being called Mary D that is was kind of guiding, uh, before Rashad and I found out about Pipo, our third soul brother, she was the one that was kind of, uh, guiding us or giving us a lot of information before we kind of knew about our commander selves and stuff. She just was the one that was like, would keep tabs on us. Um, she would give us information when we couldn't get them, get it from the mantis beings or whatever other beings. She would just shed light on a lot of stuff. I haven't tapped into her energy in a very long time. Like, it feels like it's been probably, like, a year or something. Like, she's... Yeah, I don't even feel her anymore. Uh, But she's coming through right now, which is interesting. And it feels like she's essentially just kind of coming in to shed some light. Um, So this is going to be more of, like, a channeled message. She's saying hello. 
say hello earthlings she doesn't usually talk like that um and it sounds kind of cheesy she is kind of funny but she also like she's with a lot of ets they have a cheesy sense of humor because they don't necessarily understand humor (laughs) um but she um yeah she's i don't know if i've talked about her before but she's like a uh snail lady she's basically uh coming through Ooh, so a lot of the collective is raising in frequency right now right there's a lot of expansion happening and i feel like our bodies can't really keep up or it wasn't necessarily part of the plan for us to become so enlightened in such a short amount of time so there's been a lot of et assistance in helping us kind of become familiar or be able to function amidst all of this shifting going on and I feel like part of the reason Rashad's body is so sensitive is because he's or the mantis work on his field ah he's so sensitive because he is able to kind of feel things first or go through physical uh, shifts first at a very deep level and then the ETs kind of come to um, see or test what needs to happen or what exactly is going on, what effect it has on the physical body, what can be done about it, etc. So he's been going through so much constant shifting and ET visits for the past few years, I feel like for this moment in time right now. Um, and for him, I, there's been a calm down in the uh, visits that have happened because it's kind of like things are a bit caught up at this point, you know? Very interesting. So there's going to be a lot more ET activity happening, a lot more people connecting to them because we are in need of extra assistance because we are waking up. And I don't necessarily feel like we were supposed to wake up or it was meant for us to do so right now, but we really need to. There's a a heavy energy, heavy beings that are weighing down society and we're starting to break through that. We're starting to reclaim ourselves and our body and who we are. Um, And this is just the beginning, but I feel like we need a little bit of extra help, uh, which is why, like, this is literally uh, a program or a project, a mission, you know, where there's literally beings from all over the universe incarnating in this planet, on this planet right now, so that we can all kind of rejoin the universe or like become connected to it because Earth is such an important part of the universe. Uh, In this channeling that I did with Rashad before, I felt that we were... It's like we act as a battery pack for the uh, universe as a whole for whatever reason. Amber from the future popping in. I had to go do my gig. So I want to just finish up this conversation talking about these transitional souls and kind of how they work. So what they do is they essentially amplify or align with the energy around them. They're, they kind of are like a watered down version of, of what is already present. So they're not necessarily a foreign item but they're also not necessarily fully you they're just like a very simplified conduit 
for our consciousness to then kind of fill. Um, it kind of like fluffs it up a little bit so things feel a little bit more neutral. Our soul carries our essence and when it is in a body there are certain soul contracts um, certain lessons certain whatever it's like a full encompassing packet of what we need to experience what kind of growth trajectory we're on whatever or we should be going on for a specific lifetime now what these transitional souls do is essentially kind of numb out some of the noise so if there's something very active in the field like something that needs to be completed it kind of numbs it out so that it can rather than constantly pulling you out of your path it kind of helps you stay on the path kind of slowly working through it as you go but then once you get to the other side or once you get to a specific point of the path where everything else just feels like solid then you can kind of start um, resolving and diving deeper into that because all of your other areas have already been uh, have already reached the destination I hope that makes sense so when these transitional souls, when it's their time to go, when they've done what they need to do, essentially what's going on is like, if you think of foam filling a certain part of your body, that your consciousness is very thinly just kind of hanging on to, it's like watering it down, you know, and all of that water then leaves, then there's like a rush of energy that needs to happen, which is what happens when we start healing those areas. Um, but it's not really that a part of you dies, but rather it's just like that energy just or the, I guess, volume of an issue turns up to normal sound level so that you can acknowledge it, but it's not necessarily that you're dying. I mean... It depends on how you view a death because in a way it is the end of a uh, transition or it is it is a transition in itself, but it's not like a part of your soul is necessarily leaving as a typical death would happen. These specifically are just watering down certain areas, bringing new life, if anything, to those bits. And I feel like they're essentially reminiscent of the fact that we do have so many beings helping us um Rashad I don't I think I've spoken about this a long time ago but Rashad essentially got a whole new stomach from the mantis they've helped with his sinuses like there are a lot of people that have literally been physically worked on and physically healed by ETs our guides are here to help support us. Like, we have so much support. We just don't know that they're there. We don't know how to ask for help, you know? But this is a prime example of how much support we have. They're literally here to help us and to help make this process of expansion easier because that's why we're here. It's not meant to be difficult. Healing through things can be a very arduous process, but life is not meant supposed to, is not meant to be difficult. So they are kind of helping us realign to our 
to that truth, you know, which then allows us to kind of find new movement in other areas. As I was saying um, before I hopped over to the future, (laughs) Earth is very interesting in that we have, I believe it was Barbara Marciniak in one of her uh, books that introduced the idea, which I love, I love how she put it, Um, She introduced the idea of the earth being a living library where everything, there is so much history that is saved in the planet, in nature, and we as humans are essentially the, like, librarians of sorts um, that have the ability to tune into the grass and, like, learn the history that's in the grass, talk to the mountains, like, we are the ones that are able to, we are the bookkeepers that are able to extract information and extract history from the planet, which is very beneficial for the universe and just kind of, we are a, a very fertile source of knowledge in a very unique way of living you know we experience a lot of emotions where we are very focused on the physical and granted I do feel like that is slowly shifting collectively as we begin leaning more into the energetic but nonetheless we are very physical and we are here we have a unique relationship with this planet and granted all ETs are unique and have their own unique ways and methods of doing things or their unique purpose what's cool about here is we're so diverse there are so many beings from so many areas and there's this almost as like it's like going to a library you know like libraries are beneficial because there are so many words so much history so much so many stories so much imagination that's just held in this one place And it's the same kind of thing where there's just so much held in this one place, which fuels so much like creativity and exploration for the rest of the universe. Like what's cool about being on Earth is we have an opportunity to really like be God, you know, where we think of things and then physically create them. We have a we have a relationship with the physical that a lot of ETs don't necessarily because they're more in the energetic or more in higher dimensions. We're in a very unique um, area and my ears are ringing so loud and <laughs> something is ah, screaming at me. Um, I think because it wants me to leave it here. So yeah, so that's my story. Um, I'm starting to open up. I feel it's so funny. I feel so weird like opening up with this stuff just because it is a little peculiar and like I have clients and we talk about the like I can talk about the weirdest stuff like I have no problem getting deep but I feel like doing so on a public scale like this is so peculiar (laughs) because there are so many people that don't like know how deep I go or like how weird (laughs) like my life is behind the scenes um even family like very few people know about the stuff that I'm gonna be starting to talk about more but I'm also very excited because I feel like it's time to shake things up you know it's time to just put it out there so here we are um there is gonna be a very 
uh, I'm so excited about the next podcast episode with Michael. We get deep into stuff, um, and I'm so excited for you to hear it. So until then, my friends, have a wonderful rest of your day. I love you so much, and I will talk to you very soon. Thank you so much for listening to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. To learn more about me, my work, and such, you can visit channelwithamber.com or follow me on Instagram at channelwithamber. A special thank you to Unicorn Heads for my theme song, A Mystical Experience. See you next time.